0: Today's episode of The Outer Roll on the Monkey Sports Podcast is brought to you by Goalie Monkey. You already know, go to GoalieMonkey.com, plug in promo code PODCAST10 when you are prompted for promo codes, 10% off your entire order. We got goalie skates, we got pads, we got chest protectors, sticks, anything and everything you could need for the inevitable start of the hockey season that's coming sooner than you think. GoalieMonkey.com, we got everything you need. Promo code Podcast 10, P O D C A S T, the number 1010. 10% off your entire order. Get them while they're hot. Get them now. We'll see you over at GoalieMonkey.com. Let's get into some outer roll. sequence starts. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Lift off. We have a lift off. Welcome back to another episode of the Outer Roll on the Monkey Sports Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. A little bit different episode today, not a lot going on. I mean, uh, obviously it's the middle of the summer, the the dog days of summer, with an added global pandemic going on, almost said nationwide, kind of nationwide, because the rest of the world sort of figured it out by now, but either way, not a lot really going on to bring you. Obviously the NHL is closing in on starting, the NHLPA and the NHL just came to an agreement to uh, extend their CBA, so they're for what it looks like are are trying to power forward with uh playing hockey this season and trying to wrap up this 2019-2020 season that's going to have lasted about a year by the time it's finally <laughs> finished but uh we'll get into that in a little bit. We got Grayson in studio. Grayson, what's going on, buddy?
1: Nothing much. You know, there's not much going on like you said, but we're here. We're still going strong and I mean, I'm I'm excited for another episode.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: We uh you know, we made
0: the I I've, I've said this before on other podcasts and if you've been a follower of not just the individual shows, but the podcast as a whole. First of all, thank you. Obviously, we appreciate it. But, you know, this podcast was something that's been in the works for, uh, I don't know, three years, two and a half years, yeah, pretty much. Since, longer since than I I've started. been here. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It was like second week that I was here. So we obviously have dedicated to wanting to bring you a podcast on as much of a schedule as possible. And things have shifted around with our content department. And, you know, we're all wearing a lot of different hats right now through all of this as we try to figure out. You know, we're about to we're making changes with our website here coming soon. And that's, you know, obviously gonna take a lot of time up. So we're dedicated to trying to bring you guys as much content as possible. And that's why we wanted to hop on today, talk a little bit about the NHL, talk about goalies, anything like that. Obviously, the goalie community is super tight-knit. You guys have been awesome, great supporters of the podcast. Looking at all the stats, the goalie episodes always just crush every monkey sports podcast it it always seems to be this one so obviously wanted to bring you guys one and wanted to extend a thank you uh for there but kind of getting into that goalie community you're wearing a ggsu shirt right now talk a little bit about kind of just how i I feel like the goalie community is so different than even any other sports community like honestly yeah And, you know, from the people we've had on the podcast has been people that you have known and have Mm -hmm. trained with or met or whatever it might be. So maybe go into a little bit of like how unique the Gully community is compared to anything else.
1: Yeah, I mean, not everyone is as lucky as I am to get to meet and experience the things that I have so far. Obviously, there's people who get to experience much more than I have, but I'm very happy with what I've gotten to experience so far in the goalie community and it's so unique because people are they're addicted that like you know when someone's addicted to their sport and i feel like goalies show that more than anything because they can personalize everything that they wear and i feel like it's the specialty of being able to express who you are as a player, as a person and as a goalie on your equipment, on your helmet and even just out on the ice with the way you play you can you can express yourself in so many different ways so i feel like that maybe helps in the addiction of it and why the community grows so much and everyone supports each other and people are always trying to figure out what's the best way i can play this way what's the best way i can make the save you know i, I think it's so special and i'm i'm kind of glad to be in it so what's
0: cool too and and i think that's a, another thing that's really unique to specifically hockey goalies is like there's a support system that kind of has to be in place from the very first second that you say i'm going to be a goalie till your entire career because not only are you know you're the last line of defense for your team and obviously everything that goes into it on the ice but off the ice like goalie is expensive like it's not cheap to play it's a
1: commitment in every aspect if you want to be successful
0: absolutely and if you're a child playing or you're moving up through the ranks like you're not paying five grand to buy your stuff like it's coming from your parents it's coming from whoever it's coming from and that requires like a a level of support as well and even from like a coaching aspect so like I coach lacrosse and I've never played lacrosse goalie but more or less I, I understand you know the steps and I've played enough to understand like how to teach the position but I feel like hockey goalie is so uniquely different in the way you move your body and stuff that like you then need a specific coach that's going to like yeah. teach you how to do this. And that's just an added layer of support. So I assume that that helps play into it, too, is just everything you're around is like it's so specific. people wanting yeah. you to be a good goalie. Right, exactly. Even
1: on a team, uh, on the teams that I was on, you get really close with the goalies that you're with. And when there's a bad relationship between you and another goalie, then it shows. Because if you're not supporting your other your goalie, whether you're the starter, the backup, the third string, maybe even just the fourth, maybe even the practice goalie, you, you never see a game. It doesn't really matter who you are. I think the relationship between you and any other goalie on your team is very strong. For me, going through all of high school, I remember my freshman year the other goalie on my team Brian Pekowski he was a senior i was a freshman and that was the tandem and it was it was big for me because it was this guy who's been here through all the years and then me coming in and i like i got the reins next year like there's no one ahead of me like all the other goalies are gone but i mean that relationship we were we would warm up every single game together we were talking to each other every single practice no matter if it was in the locker room or on the ice. I remember one of the most ridiculous things we ever did was he was a full right goalie and I'm a regular goalie, and we switched gloves and blockers. Mm -mm. So, I mean, we didn't just switch gloves and blockers as in I had a full right set and he had the full, you know, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. I had two gloves and he had two sticks and two blockers. (laughs) (laughs) It it was one of the most ridiculous practices we've ever had, but it's kind of just like, you know, playing around like that. It's, It's having fun out on the ice, but then going through high school and even into juniors, every single goalie partner I've had, I've kept in touch with, even on other teams, like People in the same league. I still talk to my one of my best friends that I talk to right now was on my juniors team in Breckenridge. Like we talk, I think every day. I, I can't think of it the last time we didn't talk. So I think it's the special bonds that you like create and why it's so special because you're you're warming up the same. You're helping each other warm up. You're talking to each other. Oh, I, like I I think you're messing this up. You need to work on this in like the nicest way possible. And you're pushing each other to be the best goalie.
0: So you mentioned he was a full right. We just finished up doing a a uh, in-store giveaway. So anyone listening that joined that, thank you for your participation. Yep. But one of the people that won a stick was a full right goalie. And mm-hmm. he, he was asking about, uh, I think it was a warrior stick that's like not coming out until 2022 or something. Yeah. And we kind of told him, it's like, hey, man, here's the situation. Um, You know, we can get you another full right stick. And he's like, no, 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 I'll wait. And that kind of <laughs> got me. It's like. I sat for a second I was like man this guy is willing to wait two years to get this you know new technology and a full right stick like either full right goalies are very few and far between or this person's super dialed in and it's probably a little bit of both but like left handed lacrosse goalies are not that unique like they more and more are kind of yeah. becoming a thing but how like rare is it to see a full right goalie because I feel like it's
1: I feel like it's like a one in like 20 something thing it's I, I, you hardly see him in the NHL. Like, mm-hmm. I, I forget. I looked up how many there were, but there's, there's a few. They're, they're not non existent, but it's, you don't really see him much. But when you do see him, you notice him. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the best goalies I did see, I forget what college he goes to right now, but I saw him playing the, in the NA against the Brahmas up here after one of my U18 games. And I just remember thinking this guy was incredibly good. He was a full-right goalie and I'm like, this guy's special because it I don't know if it like really changes with shooters all that much, but it does get in some shooters' heads. You know, cuz they're going for that blocker shot for that rebound and it ends up just being a catch. Mm-hmm. So you have to change up the entire thinking process of how you're going to play, especially at the level like the NAHL or even he's he's in Division 1 right now. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's not super rare, but it is y- it, it, unless you look around, like you won't really see it.
0: Yeah, that was going to be my next point too. Of like, a, again, going back to lacrosse, like having played against pretty much all right-handed goalies growing up, and then seeing a lefty, it's like, oh man, like I, I don't know how to shoot anymore. Like this yeah. is, I'm completely accustomed to shooting off stick or whatever off hip, yeah. and all of a sudden that's an easy save for somebody on the other
1: side. So one of the uh, one of the most common shots for a player to take for like a quote unquote easy goal that a lot of goalies struggle with covering is a blocker low shot. Just over the pad because it's hard to reach with the stick. It's a weird angle to really reach down and like make that save. So I feel like a player who thrives off of a goal like that versus a goalie who has their glove there instead of their blocker may be stumped, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, yeah, makes, makes perfect sense. Going off of that too, like, so hockey, I think more so, maybe baseball, but I think more so than a lot of sports, there's a pretty even blend of righties and lefties. And you kind of need it yeah. when you're kind of building a team out and everything. But that kind of begs the question too of like what the process is that pushes a player to become a goalie because like in lacrosse pretty much everyone starts as a midfielder if you really like running you stay as a midfielder if you don't like running so much but you're good with your stick you go to attack if you're bad with your stick you go to defense and if you're bad at doing that you go to goalie that's just kind of like not a lot of kids down yeah yeah exactly and we've had i mean even people that were on this podcast have come on and like no i grew up i I love the big stick, and I gave, I you know became a, a goalie that way, but there's pretty much a progression for it. So is it similar in hockey, or is it like, no, you want to do it, or you just, uh, sorry, you you drew the short stick, hop in goal for a day? <laughs> at
1: a certain point, yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of the, like, I mean, Rigsby was on, and she mm-hmm. told a very similar story to how a lot of people have it, was like, okay, I was like one of the younger ones in my family or something like that, something along the lines. I'm not right. sure if she said exactly that, but that's how it was for me, was – I had I had two older brothers. My oldest brother actually was a goalie as well. Mm-hmm. But I had a middle brother and then me. And so what I would do with one of my buddies and my brother was I would just play goalie for them on the street. And and then when it got hot because we lived in Arizona, we'd go inside and we'd play knee hockey for another... Three hours, and I'd be playing goalie like ninety percent of the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I always like I always enjoyed player. I didn't really like goalie all that much when before I was like ten or something like that. Between like five and ten, like I wanted to play goalie, and I remember playing goalie like really really young. But then there's kind of that like zone where it's most people just get pushed into it, and then they ended up liking it. But I was at the point where I was like I was good at it, mm-hmm. even though I didn't love playing it. But I was like good at it, <laughs> so I just kept going with it. So I thought that'd be the more. A viable option for me to continue on. <laughs> sure. So one thing I've noticed
0: that seems to be kind of a trend in goalkeeping and like one thing that even from doing this podcast, pretty much everyone we've had on has, have, have said the same thing, but just being like gear nerds, being yeah. completely in love with all the gear that they use. And like a guy like you or somebody in that situation, it's like, I was kind of put in a goalie. It took me a while to like, love it. Like, when did it obviously click I mean obviously it has clicked but when did it click to where it's like okay this is sweet and I can do all this I can customize all this stuff I can do whatever I want like was there any like moment or player or anything that you saw and you were like man like that's so cool I want to get into goalie that way or was it just like the more you wore stuff the more it was like okay yeah this is pretty sweet
1: um I think my oldest brother had a big help for it where he was getting his gear And he was playing and I was around all that time like watching him play. And I was like, oh, I want to be kind of like that. I like like goalie looks so cool, like the way like he was playing and all that stuff. I'm like, that that sounds awesome. But then also watching goalies in the NHL. I don't think there was a goalie specifically that I was like, man, I love that gear. I was never really and I don't really think I'm still like addicted to goalies in the NHL like other people are. Mm Like I do have my favorites, but I don't think I'm like looking at that as like an inspiration. I'm 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 the kind kind of guy who looks at like I don't know like middle level goaltenders, junior level goaltenders, or people in like college or something, and then like get more inspiration off of that because I I get to see them working hard, and that's right. why I, I I think I talked about it a little bit how Rigsby was like a huge inspiration for me when I was like 16 years old at the camp mm-hmm. because I got to see her doing all of her workouts. I, I got to be on the ice with her. I got to see the work that she was putting in behind the scenes. And it was, it was inspirational for me, but I think the, like the clicking moment was just kind of realizing it was something I wanted to do. And then you ended up, you end up, <laughs> I feel like any big goalie who's like ended girl has had this kind of night where you're up until 2am looking at different <laughs> videos. You're looking at different sets. You're like, man, oh, that's sick. Like, flipping through instagram flipping through facebook flipping through you know google this that uh-huh. and the other looking up any in every video where you're just like this is awesome like i want to do this and you it's an addiction at that point but i i think it was kind of like in that area when i was like probably 13 when I was i was gonna realize like all right i really want to take this serious yeah
0: see <laughs> One of my, you know, not necessarily biggest fears, but kind of what I joke with friends is like, I would be terrified that my son or daughter wants to be a hockey goalie because <laughs> I, I a hundred percent know that like there would be that dedication. It's like, Oh, I want this new pad
1: line every year. It's like, God, you know, dad doesn't have five grand to shell out every season for a new pad line. Thinking back, that's, that's like what I didn't understand as a kid. It's right, like, I want all that new gear. And then my dad was like, you don't need it. Yeah. And, and I was like. I want it, though. Like, I kind of, I'm like, I need it.
0: Yeah. Even with lacrosse, like, I remember being in high school, and I think it was junior or senior year, we took, uh, like, two or three big trips, and it was always, like, you know, my parents said, if you enjoy playing it, like, we'll continue to to support it. Yeah. And then seeing just, like, the final balance, I was like, man, we spent however many grand to play lacrosse for one season of, like, public school sports? Like, that's insane. And then, yeah, yeah, now, obviously, working in this industry and stuff, having a, a much bigger appreciation for that is... I mean, it's apparent and it's a, it's it's cool, and that's why, again why I think the community is so closely bonded together. Is it's like yeah, I mean, that, you're buying a, a used car with the with yeah. the money that you're spending. So, from our perspective, obviously we're trying to get out on the ice and like test gear out and write yeah. descriptions and stuff that are down to the nitty gritty of exactly what every single thing does and what different straps do in different locations and all that stuff like. We're trying to provide the most information that we can yeah. because obviously it's an investment. It's not like buying a $50 pair of lacrosse gloves. Not that that's a yeah. drop in the bucket, but at the same time, like.
1: That's the one thing I've always thought, like comparing goaltending to other sports here. Not much uh, like hockey player as much because like that's still like pretty expensive.
0: And you go through stuff quicker as a player, right? But,
1: but yeah. yeah, yeah, usually because yeah, your sticks are going to break faster uh-huh. In in a way it depends. Um, but like looking at baseball stuff, I remember like going down there and like looking at like all the prices and stuff. I was like, man, if I was a baseball player, I'd be buying like six bats. Well, what's and, like, crazy... I wouldn't, I would just trash two of them and like <laughs> never touch them.
0: What's crazy about baseball too, is it's like that stuff is built to last. And it's not that hockey stuff isn't, but you can use a baseball. I have my grandfather's baseball glove, like at my parents' house and it's fine. It does every job you need it to do yeah. where it's like, you're not going to get that out of anything else. Like. A leather baseball glove, not ever really going to change. Mickey Mantle was making the same catches that Mike Trout's making in center field. Like it, it it's not that different, you yeah. know. Whereas like hockey, you know, you go to a bar or something and see like an old leg pad posted or an old mask, and you're like, man, somebody, somebody probably could have died in that. <laughs> like that's oh like yeah, technology's a, a come pillow.
1: the furthest way for goaltenders, right? It it's, which a, it's makes a lot no sense. Yeah,
0: yeah, which makes sense as to why things are so expensive and why like and same with the baseball player. Like, you buy a glove, you're going to use that for years. Or you're going to use the same line or model or whatever for years. And we've talked about it with, you know, just all the people that we've had on this podcast so far about, like, trying to get somebody into a new pad line or switching them from Bauer to CCM or to Warrior, whatever it might be. And, like, how tough that is because kids are just – kids, people are just so – one track minded in a sense of just like, no, nope, I, my first set of pads ever was a CCM. I'm going to wear CCM for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so I think that's always unique to kind of hear from the marketing side of like, Hey, we're, we're trying to, you know, get people into our product. But at the same time, we're trying to give them like the best experience that yeah. they can have too. You see
1: that a lot on social media too. Like, I feel like it's really dominant with warrior because warriors like they have amazing gear. Like I'll stand by that through and through. And I'm not gonna lie here. I talked to the uh, rep Kirk who we had had on, mm-hmm. and I remember before like the G5s came out, I was like, I don't like your guys' gloves. <laughs> like I didn't like the G4. I tried it. Like Chris had them. I didn't like the GG2 all that much. I remember I used Chris's GG2s in a warm up one time. Took like three shots and gave it back to him. <laughs> I was like, I hate this. Like this is the worst. And I mean, it's not the worst for everyone. It's it was just the worst for me. Like, I'm so used to a specific type of glove right. that I would I would I I couldn't catch with that thing. I, it didn't feel right to me. But then he gave me the G5s to, like, test out for everything that we did. And I was like, this is a great glove. <laughs> you guys did something right. And they, because they elongated the T, which was something I was very used to. And I, even though I didn't like the stiffness of the glove all that much, like, give it a month. And, like, it's what I would love so it, it's like it's all feeling like about like what you really like mm-hmm. so
0: I feel like we're we're in the right uh, right place to be talking highly of Warrior just based on the podcast stats from that episode compared oh, to every man. other one you guys liked hearing about the Warrior stuff and liked seeing the I Warrior stuff I loved doing that project
1: too like that was an amazing time because mm-hmm. I love diving into like this whole new pad line with him and especially like the new helmets and stuff like that. I think it was great for people to see like a really in deep explanation of all these things from the people who developed it. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important for a goalie to, especially when making decisions. But yeah, it's like, like, like we were saying earlier, I got off topic there kind of, but explaining, you know what people are they're so set on one Mm -hmm. mind like one person's like oh i'm a bauer guy i'm nothing else i'm gonna be in bauer right you know i feel like people need to be more open-minded to that overall at least give it a shot like go into something open-minded and like not even just in gold tending like equipment Mm -hmm. but in like everything about gold tending like techniques training methods everything go into it with an open mind With this could work instead of like oh I don't really like it like I don't think it's gonna work Mm -hmm. like be open minded think positively about all of it and you might have different results if you go and try a Vaughn V nine pad and you don't like it go try the SLR two it's a different pad you know that might fit you everyone has something for everyone in the goaltending industry
0: yeah what's funny is is on our last hockey podcast uh, off the ice when we had Jake Horton from CCM he was saying like he became a CCM guy because he did like uh, open himself up to it and he's like oh I forget what, what he had worn before he might not have mentioned probably not but anyway he was like people get you get accustomed to like the good and the bad right so he was wearing skates and he's like oh yeah they kind of hurt my feet but like whatever they've always hurt my feet that's what I've always been used to and then he said he put on CCM skates and it was like life-changing it's like wait like yeah. this doesn't have to hurt like i just assumed this was how hockey was played or like yeah, how that, it was that's going how, to be. so
1: many people in my my generation grew up they're like your feet are gonna hurt for a month right. like but now it doesn't have to be like that
0: right and i don't i think that goaltending, i mean a- anything really but like goaltending especially yeah it's you you use something for a half a practice you're like wait man i actually can make these kind of saves or i yeah. can slide this way like huh who
1: knew <laughs> yeah especially like switching from something like i don't know what what other like older brand that I was using but I remember using the 1S pads for the first time I didn't mm-hmm. like certain things about them but the sliding of those pads were incredible so when you go back to a different brand at the time you're like ah like what's going on like why can't I slide mm-hmm. you're like this is so easy so it, it, it's kind of funny when you find things like that yeah
0: right I remember again from the lacrosse side of it like the first lacrosse head that I like really wanted like one of my buddies had it, and I used this stick for like one game or something I was like oh my god like this is awesome it's like, mom and yeah. dad like I want this head got the head used it for I think maybe a full season or so and then realized like started it's whatever I, I guess my progress wasn't meeting my the equipment that I was using because then I realized like wait this is a defensive head and like I'm trying to play offense like it just isn't working and then yeah you make one switch and it's like the next head that I moved into still to this day have like five of them and love it and it's not, and I've tried a bunch of other stuff and, you know, obviously like like things for different reasons, but it's just funny when you have that like aha moment of like, oh, huh, like, <laughs> yeah. your equipment does affect how you play. And I think yeah. that especially for goalie, that's so like hyper real, you know,
1: yeah. that my, my buddy, Sam, who was down here, mm-hmm. he, he had a similar thing happened to him where I forget what, I think he was in Coho for like the little long, hey, shout yeah. out Coho, shout out Coho. He, had, I remember that's when I first met him. He was in like this custom Coho set. And like he didn't really like the glove because it was like really stiff for him, and then he moved to Vaughn's, I think Vaughn V sevens, and he had those custom, and they were like insanely oversized for him, and he just <laughs> didn't know it. And I remember telling him, I was like, dude, like I'm standing next to you, your knees not These that are massive. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, your your knees are not that much bigger than me. <laughs> like he's a big guy, like granted, but I'm like, dude, like this isn't going to work. And <laughs> I remember he came here about a year ago now and I got him and I think it was like a 33 and he's like, these are really comfortable. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I've been telling you. I'm like, your, your stuff's oversized. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of funny to see him cause he, like he loved them. Right. But then he has, I think he has a set of, uh, I mean, they were like, they're not really optic twos they are not really genetic fours. They're like a mix of the two hmm. that he ordered. It's a really awesome set that we've posted before. He got, like, a custom graphic. And I remember sitting next to Chris and doing his entire order. It was pages (laughs) of, like, modifications where he was like, I wanted this outer roll on this pad, but I wanted this strapping mm-hmm. from the genetic force, but I wanted the optic outer roll and like yada, yada, yada. Right. But
0: just Frankenstein. So. Yeah.
1: Cause he, <laughs> he knew exactly what he wanted yeah. cause he'd used a bunch of other stuff, but then he got into the smaller pad and he's like, these are the greatest. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, like you thought those were great. Like these are even more great. So and,
0: let this, if you're still listening to the podcast, let this be your wake up call that if you're thinking about trying yeah. something new, if you don't know what you want, go out, test stuff out, go to your nearest monkey sports, Try stuff on, talk to people. We will obviously help you out as much as possible. Shoot us a message on Instagram, ask us what you want. We're fielding questions like that kind of thing yeah. all the time. So
1: so here's my biggest piece of advice before you get into everything is don't ask someone what the best thing on the market is. There is at this point with all the technology and all the different brands doing what they're doing, there is no quote unquote best pad or best glove or best stick on the market. Everything has their specific specs and all the certain things that they like. And that goes back into finding exactly what you like. So when you're asking someone about what their favorite thing is, don't ask them what the best thing is. Ask them what they like about what they like. And if you are a similar goalie to them, take that advice, you know, figure out what you like and compare it to other people and what they like. Cause there's no best pad out there right now. every, Every brand is good for something. So find out what you like and make your decisions not on a brand name, but on what you like.
0: Yeah, I think that's what's cool and unique about being a retailer too is obviously every company is going to say, we have the best skate. We have the best yeah, every time. No one's going to get in and say, like, we've got the third best pad on the market <laughs> and we're comfortable. Like, obviously, you know, that's marketing. That's we're great that's, runner ups. Yeah. But what's cool. Yeah. What's cool <laughs> being the retailer is, yeah, getting the opportunity to see everything and yeah, being able to say you're going to reach your intended goal in anything that you wear, basically. But it's finding, yeah. like, what fits, what's comfortable, what improves your game, like, all that stuff. And we're in a cool situation to be able to test that stuff out and tell people, like, hey, if you're this goalie, use this. If you're yeah. this, whatever. And so I think that's what's what's kind of fun and rewarding about our job. But transitioning a little bit, as we kind of wrap up here, we talked about at the top of the episode, NHL and the NHLPA agreed to extend their CBA. Again, season for right now sounds like it's going to happen I'm kind of skeptical about pro sports happening but where do you kind of sit on uh, if you think we get hockey back in the next few weeks
1: I I get, like I hope so same it it's it's yeah. a big hope at this moment but honestly with everything going on if it didn't happen like I wouldn't be that upset right like if we can just get a full reset chalk the season you know, let it lay to rest, mm-hmm. just basically like it never happened. And actually, this is a question that I brought up the other day. If the NHL doesn't come back, what happens to the draft lottery? Do you redo it or do you keep that? And then you decide who well, the, gets the first pick? Because it was going to be based off the playoffs for the NHL. Oh,
0: the end of the draft. Yeah, that's true. So just the non-lottery.
1: It was like the f- number one pick. It was based off of like the first round for the NHL.
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot they changed it up like that. So
1: if Mm. they don't play that, what do you think happens?
0: I think the smartest thing is you just go back to like the NFL style of just snake. Just look at the regular season standings whenever the season ended. I know there was like a week left or whatever, but I think you just go back and say, okay, one through 31. Like if you finish dead last, if you're the Detroit Red Wings, do you get the first pick? And then moving on to...
1: Well, I, I think they should just redo the lottery period and, like, without, without that first... I mean, it's it's iffy. Uh, yeah. But, I mean, like, the Ottawa Senators have, like, an over 50% chance, and then the Red Wings have, like, basically the remainder of that. Right. But the the Senators only have that much because they have two of the top three. True. Or the... It was supposed to be the two yeah, of the top three. Yeah, right, yeah. And so I think, honestly, they, if, if the NHL doesn't come back, they should just redo that. That's saying... If it does come back, this is going to be one of the most ridiculous draft lotteries. And Lafreniere, I believe that's how you say it. Lafreniere, yeah, something like that. If he gets on a Our really, g- is not great. <laughs> if he gets on a really good team off the bat, that team's going to be dangerous, and they're going to roll. <laughs> um, yeah. It's a it's a weird moment.
0: Yeah, and I agree. Like, as a sports fan, obviously I want everything to come back, and I want to see professional sports being played. But at the same time, like, when does it become irresponsible? Like, Not not necessarily, well, I mean, obviously for the the health and safety of, like, the players and the staff and families and all that stuff is, is paramount. Think. But, like, what message do you send out to, you know, when everything else is shut down and saying, like, hey, we're fine. And lacrosse is kind of going through that right now where everything is supposed to come back, like, in a week and a half. And the only message is like, yep, 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 we're playing. This is great. We're playing. This is awesome. But it, it starts to sort of feel out of touch when states are reclosing and there's other things happening yeah. that are like showing that it's getting worse before it's getting better. And it's like, I don't want to have this bad taste in my mouth for wanting to like watch sports. You also got to think
1: of the effect that, that that a professional sport is going to have, like especially like the NBA mm-hmm. and the NHL playoffs, specifically playoffs. How many people get together for those games? Right. Exactly. Who's going to go watch that? Yeah. Like even if like bars and restaurants and stuff like that aren't open, you still got to think of how many people are going to go to other people's houses Mm -hmm. and get involved and start, you know, hanging out, watching games together. Cause like it, it could have a big effect in a way. Yep. So you got to really take that into a, to account, you know, is this going to be dangerous? And With the way that the NHL is coming back and, like like you said, lacrosse, I don't know if it would be the best idea for it to happen. Yeah, I would like for it to happen, but... Mm you know yeah and safety like, first
0: baseball is you know going through their first round of testing and has already picked up i think it was 66
1: it was something, something something with that. the nhl too but they're not like releasing any team names or anything like that which, which
0: i think is frustrating like if yeah. i don't know i guess it makes sense but i don't know the the in
1: a way as like a viewer you're like i kind of want to know like at least what organization yeah, huh and but the it, oversight or it's like also the, for the players safety though for not telling anyone like hey like no for got- sure
0: for sure but just just looking past it again kind of seems inappropriate as far as like a couple people are sick but that's fine they won't compete we'll move on to everybody else I I don't know again at at one point at what point do you have to become responsible and just say like, hey we're going to bite this bullet and I think it has to be like a joint effort too right like it's not going to be the NBA coming out and saying we're not going to play it's going to be the NBA and the MLB coming out and saying we're both agreeing to not play and the NHL and everybody else you know like
1: it it, can't just be one organization being like hey we're not playing anymore yeah any billionaire owner
0: yeah. Any billionaire owner is not going to want to eat that without yeah. knowing all of his his people around him are doing the same thing. So I, I don't know. That's pessimistic, I guess, and not the way I wanted to really in the podcast. But either way, <laughs> I, you know, I mean, hopeful that something can happen and hopeful it gets done safely. But at the same time would love to be responsible more than I would love to yeah. watch a baseball game.
1: The one thing I'm looking forward to is after we l- get to look back on all of this. Mm-hmm. Wow. That feeling, I'm yeah. just thinking about it. Cause we went rock climbing the other day and I remember like how amazing it was having like a ton of people there. I'm yep. wa- I want that feeling back. I want that going to rinks with tons of people there yep. and hanging out and going, watching games at restaurants, going to the games themselves mm-hmm. in the arenas. Like
0: just about to say that. Think, first.
1: think about going back to there. I, yep. I can't wait.
0: That first live experience back, that first concert, oh, that first game is going to be a blast. Man. Yeah. Pretty pumped for that, for can, sure.
1: That that feeling, I, it's somewhere down right? there. And yep. I, I can't right. wait till it just pops out.
0: It's like childlike wonder. Like, of you know, remember going to your first program. It's like, oh, man. It's like eight-year-old Christmas. I'm uh-huh. waiting for it. Uh-huh. I'm pretty excited. And then telling your grandkids,
1: like, oh, yeah, I remember 2020. Like, yeah, that was wild. Oh, yeah. That's another thought I've yeah. had is, like, someone asking you... 15 years down the line, 20 years down the line, like, do you remember this? You're like, yeah,
0: absolutely. I, I always wanted to live through, you know, a huge moment in history and, like, have a vivid memory of it. <laughs> Maybe not this hard. Yeah, I didn't exactly <laughs> think this would be it necessarily, <laughs> yeah. but, Maybe you know, either way, either way, it's unique mm-hmm. enough. Anyway, that's going to do it. We are just kind of riffing this week. Like we said, not a ton going on, um, but wanted to obviously bring you guys as much content as possible and thank the goalie community for being as supportive as you guys have been. Y'all are awesome. As you already know, promo code Podcast 10, P O D C A S T, the number 1010, 1, 10% off your entire order at GoalieMonkey.com. We'll be back again in a month's time. We're going to continue to try to bring you as much content as possible. In a month from now, we'll definitely have a lot more going on with the NHL coming back, or if they don't, we'll certainly have something to talk about either way. But make sure you stay subscribed to the Monkey Sports Podcast. As always, we appreciate the support, and we will see you next time. Wash your hands. Wash your hands to wear a mask.